0: Welcome to another episode of Talking Underwater, One Water, One Podcast. I'm Bob Crossan, Editorial Director for the Endeavor Business Media Water Group, and today we have a special episode for you. On June 15, 2022, the Reservoir Center for Water Solutions opened in Washington, D.C. The facility is charged with being a collaborative and educational center for water organizations, companies, and professionals with access to offices, boardrooms, and meeting areas, All the major water associations, including American Water Works Association and Water Environment Federation, are affiliates of the center, as are numerous nonprofits. I was invited to visit the space last week during my visit to Washington, D.C. for Water Week in Washington, and there I received a tour from Josh Mahan, Director of Government Affairs and Industry Relations for Xylem, as well as an interview about the location and its mission, and how it has served the industry ahead of its one-year anniversary mark. Welcome to another episode of Talking Underwater. I'm Bob Crosson, the Editorial Director for Waterworld and Wastewater Digest, and I'm joined today by Josh Mahan. He's the Director of Government Affairs and Industry Relations for Xylem, and we're here at the Reservoir Center in Washington, D.C. Thanks so much for being with me here, Josh.
1: Absolutely, Bob. Thanks for joining us on this uh, beautiful, rainy uh, Friday afternoon (laughs) in, in Washington. It's good to see you.
0: Yeah, so this this center is something kind of new that uh, Xylem put together, although there's, you'd be remiss to see no Xylem <laughs> branding here at all. Could you talk a little bit about the mission of the Reservoir Center? How did this come to be, and why, why does it not have that Xylem branding on it?
1: Absolutely. So the Reservoir Center for Water Solutions opened up in June of 2022. So we've been open, uh, closing in on our first year. And the origin story of the Reservoir Center was we had long had an interest as a company in opening up offices in Washington, D.C. But ultimately our leadership decided that based on a series of you know conversations that Washington, D.C. is so unique, even on a global stage, and how there are so many different uh, water interests that are occupying this this ecosystem whether you have US Congress and different committees that focus on different elements of the water sector whether you have EPA or Department of the Interior that have their own authorities for water whether you have embassies that focus on sustainability and water whether you have the development banks that often have presence in Washington DC so there's this huge community of water interests and we felt as a innovator that we could open up a facility whereby we can bring together the best and brightest, whether it's policymakers, innovators, or otherwise, uh, to build out a community, a neutral space, where some of the best and brightest can come together and try to tackle global water challenges. Um, That doesn't happen organically. Oftentimes in the water sector, folks are used to the agency they're accustomed to working with or the trade association they're working with. And we wanted to open up a space where we can create a neutral environment where uh, almost as a Silicon Valley-like concept where um, folks could come together, roll up their sleeves, and find common ground to tackle global water challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been at it for a good year, and, and so far we've got you know, a great set of partners, and uh, things are coming along well, and we're really excited about the direction it's going
0: yeah well and you've got a lot of different types of spaces that make this possible too right so you've got, you so you got your conference rooms you've got like this little cafe area that we're sitting not too far from and you have uh, i mean you have this bigger conference room where you can have a, a more than 100 people um, how do you guys envision using that uh, moving forward what what types of things do you want to what types of things do you want to host here how do you want to engage the the water sector with those
1: sure we we have a a series of different um, events that are really good fit we've learned uh, a lot over the last year as to what really works well and a couple of things that have um, really worked well is we have reservoir theme days so what we'll Mm -hmm. do is we'll uh, invite either our partners which i can talk about in a little while or a community of um, uh, folks that work on a certain topic in the water sector, and we'll encourage people to work from our facility for the day. We'll have a lunch speaker, oftentimes followed by an informal happy hour, where around a theme, we can bring together leaders focusing on a certain topic. One example is we had a a theme day focusing on uh, marketing and communications professionals in the water Mm. sector. And we had a great turnout uh, of folks who came to work here from the day, and it was an opportunity for um, our partners to meet each other and for mm-hmm. other marketing communications professionals to figure out, hey, you know, I work for the World Wildlife Fund, and you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I have these you know set of issues that I come across that are very unique to water, that maybe I would benefit from learning from the American Water Works's, you know associations mm-hmm. communications director. So it's those types of conversations that. Uh, we've really seen success in hosting those theme days. Um, Otherwise, um, more and more folks are just giving up on their office space and we Mm. make our um, offices available for reservation for our partners and team meetings, those are things that can be very attractive. We also have bigger programs. What we really try to do is bring together many of our partners around a certain topic that we feel is garnering a lot of attention. One example was we had a curated dialogue focusing on cybersecurity. You know, there's mm. just kind of a lot of uncertainty when it comes to the water sector as to what is an, what's an appropriate uh, cybersecurity regulatory regime. Yeah. And we you know, had some conversations about um, that and brought together some thought leaders to kind of figure out you know, mm-hmm. whether there's you know, common ground or where the you know, differences mm-hmm. and choke points are. Um, Otherwise, we've had larger events in our multi-purpose room. One most recently was on March 30th, really focusing on uh, environmental justice careers and how those relate to water. Um, In our view, uh, a lot of young folks are really motivated by things like environmental justice or sustainability. And oftentimes they may not see that the water sector is a career path that that can allow them to scratch that itch and uh, pursue those interests, so we wanted to bring together, um, you know, university students and folks that Mm -hmm. are just kind of starting out in their career and saying, hey, why don't you look at water because if you want to focus on sustainability, if you want to focus on climate action, or if you want to, you know, support local Mm -hmm. communities, um, you know, the water sector is a place you can go to to really get a meaningful career. So those are just some of the things that we've had thus far.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like a good mix. You got you, you have like the actual the professionals who are like really ingrained in the in into things, and then bringing in people from outside. You even that's even noted by the partners that you mentioned too. Could you talk about like the diversity of partners that you've been able to put together on this, and how that could potentially grow and provide all that different perspective. Like you said, there's just so many different angles that people can come at water from. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we, within the water industry, don't really realize and we have some blinders on like where those connections can sometimes lie.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly right, Bob. We're at about 40 partners, all of which are nonprofit organizations that we've built built those relationships over the course Mm -hmm. of the year. And we have a really nice mix and we continue to grow. You know, we have most of the major water trade associations that represent, you know, communities and municipalities and water and wastewater um, utilities, Mm -hmm. they're generally our partners. So for the fly-in, which I know uh, we'll probably talk about a little bit later, (laughs) um, you know, between the uh, um, Water Research Foundation, National Association of Clean Water Agencies, uh, World Environment Foundation, Water Reuse Association, those are four of our partners that really bring that kind of national policy-centric focus, Mm -hmm. as well as research uh we have two universities the nicholas institute at duke universities arizona state University's kyle center for water policy that they bring us a lot of academic heft and a really great um set of experts and resources that um, can bring to bear we have very local um water water interests such as the anacostia river keeper mm-hmm. and the anacostia watershed society that are really focused on doing what they can to clean up the anacostia river to meet their fishable and swimmable goals by 2025. we have more international partners, such as the Smart Water Information Network or Mm. the International Water Association, they're able to bring a much more global perspective to the table. And if things go right, and we think they are, um, it affords the global partners the opportunity to see what global policies or trends and how they impact very local communities with our Mm -hmm. Riverkeeper partners and vice versa, allow our localized partners to get a national perspective on trends in the water and kind of what other communities are looking at, um, and even on the global stage. So yeah. we really try to create a diverse mix and we really wanna you know, bring folks that are willing to come to the table, collaborate, roll up their sleeves, and really kind of tackle big, big water challenges.
0: Yeah. And boy, are there quite a few of those, yeah. you know, we're, we're on the tail end of water week in Washington. There was a whole DC fly in here and a lot of folks going up on the hill and talking to the regulators and legislators. And uh, I imagine that this, center is trying to serve as a place that you can bring those regulators here, you can bring those legislators here, and you can almost have a, a water week whenever you want. Yeah. So uh, how, how are you hoping that the center can help facilitate a lot of those conversations to solve some of those big problems? You got BABA and PFOS and you know, cybersecurity, you mentioned as well. There's any number of problems that are out there, but what, what, is, what, what purpose are you trying to serve with this? And like, how does that tie in with trying to solve all those bigger, broader challenges?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, w- one feature of bringing together these partners is we're able to, um, you know, kind of suss out, like, w- what is what is the broad water sector really focusing on? And, and yeah, mm-hmm. that touches upon, you know, a lot of these hot topics like PFAS, like drought in the West, or even, you know, global drought. Um, it, Workforce development, uh, environmental justice, you know, providing water and wastewater services to under-resourced communities—these are all things that a lot of our partners are really focusing on. Climate resilience. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're able to kind of, you know, survey the community, the water sector community, and then tailor our programming towards those ends. As far as um, you know, what what you know, what are the benefits um, of having this neutral space? Is you know, if you're a Hill staffer and your boss is pushing a priority and new legislation and you want to kind of have the opportunity to connect with a lot of folks in the water sector and talk about your boss's priority or a new initiative in Congress, you know, it's pretty easy to come, you know, use a conference room, meet with our 40 partners and talk about, you know, their priorities, mm-hmm. but also have a two-way dialogue where our partners have the opportunity to, you know, ask questions or, you know, mm-hmm. give their feedback. So. While, you know, no lobbying goes on at the Reservoir Center, we're very clear with a lot of our partners mm-hmm. that um, we, we want to make sure this isn't, you know, a, a lobbying endeavor at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we just want to, you know, facilitate some of those conversations. And um, there, there often is a, you know, I come from the federal government. There's often a certain formality to Hill meetings, going up and meeting mm-hmm. in a congressional office, or going down to meet at a federal agency. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. kind of a, a certain formality to it, and we want to try to, um, you know, kind of shake off some of those formalities and just have, you know, roll up the sleeves mm-hmm. conversations where people can throw out ideas and you know challenge, you know, the status quo, mm-hmm. in a way where um, we think that can lead to progress, uh, as opposed to you know being caught on C-SPAN and all of a sudden <laughs> you know your your, your, your your constituents are hammering you for just throwing out an idea, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it allows you to, to, to be productive in a different way because on the hill you can be productive with what you need to do. There's actionable things you're doing mm-hmm. on the hill, right? And then being here, is, being productive is the the thoughts that are being brought together and the mind melding and all of that, right? It's, it's a different part of the productivity cycle. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And... And, and another you know feature that that we're particularly proud of is you know Xylem's a publicly traded company and we mm-hmm. you know, don't hide that we sponsor this initiative. Um, we have some resources to uh, lease a beautiful bu- building like this and make this space mm-hmm. available. In many ways we want to democratize access to a nice conference space, a nice mm-hmm. um, you know uh, workspace for you know some of our nonprofit partners that um, may not have the resources to um, you know, find a, a, an office setting that has a hundred people, and we want to mm-hmm. make sure that they have access to that, and that you know these types of spaces are, are available for folks in the water sector, and not just those who um, can, can can afford them.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate the, appreciated the tour. We've got a photo gallery that'll be up on our website for all of that. So if you're interested in seeing what this looks like as an audio listener, we'll have some some visual documentation with the episode so you can check that out. And once more to you, Josh, thanks so much for having me here and allowing me to come and chat with you about it.
1: My pleasure, Bob, and I'd certainly encourage your listeners to check out our website at Reservoir Center dot org and we would certainly welcome any outreach while folks are happen to be in town and they're water professionals you know feel free to drop us a line we'd love to show you around and uh kind of expand our community we want to open our doors to as many folks in the water sector and you know it's it's really about uh collaboration education partnership so we certainly encourage your listeners to to look us up
0: yeah and we'll make sure to put that in the description as well <laughs> fantastic that works for me yeah thanks josh sure thing bob Thanks once again to Josh for inviting us over to the Reservoir Center to get a quick tour of the facility and, of course, to talk to him a little bit more about its mission and its goals and what it's doing to help the industry and create these environments to have really productive conversations with stakeholders that don't always get the opportunity to have those types of conversations. So once again, thank you so much, Josh, for having us. For everyone else who is listening, you can actually check out the Waterworld website. We have a photo gallery on the website right now of the Reservoir Center, so you can see what all those meeting spaces look like. And it will also be in the description for this episode, so check out the show notes if you want to find a link to it to make it easier to find, and definitely check that out. On to housekeeping. For water quality products, please visit wqpmag.com faces hyphen industry to find the latest coverage on the Young Professionals and Industry Icon for the point of use and point of entry water market. As for Waterworld, we have a couple of announcements that we want to share with you. First and foremost is that we have a new editor-in-chief. Mandy Crispin has joined our team. She will be handling all of the Waterworld activities on the editorial side moving forward. She will also be joining us on this podcast very, very soon. So as soon as she's here, please give her a warm welcome. She also wrote the first editorial letter that she has done for Waterworld in the May-June issue, which is also our AWWA Ace show issue. It has our show preview in it, so be sure to check that out. It should be hitting mailboxes very soon. On to Wastewater Digest. As always, I'm going to plug our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com slash Wastewater Digest to see the latest video interviews about water, wastewater, collection systems, sludge, all that great stuff. We have interviews with professionals on there all the time, and there's a whole host of old interviews that you can see on there that can also give you some insights into the industry. And as for Stormwater Solutions, please register for StormCon. It's going to be in Dallas, Texas from August 29th to 31st. There will be a ton of educational tracks there, a great opportunity for networking, and if you're a stormwater professional, you really don't want to miss out. So be sure to register today. And with that, please like, subscribe, share on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You can reach us at TalkingUnderWater at EndeavorB2B.com to share your thoughts on this episode or any episode that we've ever done. And also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TUWpodcast. Thanks so much for listening.